We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. I feel retrogasmic. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm your host, Didi Deluxe, and today the show is about. A young man who purchased his first guitar when he was 11 years old. His, uh, he originally wanted a rifle, but his mum convinced him to get a guitar instead. Um, he was naturally light brown haired, but he dyed it black. Um, he was offered a singing spot on a local radio show when he was 12, but he was too shy to go on. At age 18, he paid $4 to make his first record, a gift for his mother. He auditioned for a gospel quartet called the Songfellows and they said, no, you're not good enough. And he went on to sell one billion records. I've always treated people just like the, I would like to be treated myself. And I consider other people's feelings. I don't assume the attitude of get these people out of here like I have heard of being done because those people are sincere in their feelings. They want autographs and uh, pictures and things like that. I don't just sign the autographs and the pictures and so forth uh, to help my popularity or to uh, make them like me. I do it because I know that, that they're sincere and they see you and they want an autograph to take home. And they got an autograph book. Uh, they've got their little camera and everything. So uh, you have to know that. And if you don't do it, well, you make them mad at you. They don't understand. You hurt their feelings. And... You make a lot of enemies that way. And for no reason, because it's as simple as this. Once you get involved in this racket, uh, business, <laughs> uh, your life is, uh, is public, really. Born January the 8th, 1935, we are, of course, talking about Elvis Aaron Presley, the king. Um, he was a twin. His brother, Jesse, unfortunately died at birth. And this was something that, uh, by all accounts, haunted poor old Elvis. Um, he sang and recorded at least 600 songs. And uh, there's always new stuff being found, kind of unfinished, etc., etc. Um, lots of the sun sessions from his early career apparently got uh, mislaid and destroyed. So who knows if we'll see some of those one day. Um Interestingly enough, he never, ever wrote a single song. That was a trivia question in one of the previous shows. But yeah, I always find that odd because it was obviously very musically played guitar. Great voice. Um, when you hear him being interviewed talking about how he used to audition musicians, he was very particular about the kind of people he wanted. He often said he wanted musicians that could play any kind of music. So wherever he wanted to take um, his take on the song, the musicians could do it. So it, it seemed odd that he never wrote a single song. <laughs> 
So we've got an absolutely cracking show lined up here today. We are going to go through uh, as much of Elvis's kind of life and times as we possibly can. We could do an entire 30 episode series on this guy but obviously we're we're a bit limited so we're going to do what we can we have got an interview with new zealand's premier elvis tribute artist shay orton a lovely guy and a very very good musician in his own right good country musician writes some good songs fantastic performer so uh looking forward to talking to him and we are going to try and track through elvis's life um doing it as he changed and adapted to the times. I mean, it's no secret he had a a huge emergent career in the 50s. He went from nothing to superhero in in six months. Then there was the the kind of the movie era where he made 30, 31 films. Um, Then by the end of the 60s, kind of, uh, it was drifting a bit. And then it was the big 68 comeback special, probably one of the greatest TV musical specials ever, and then the 70s kind of glittery jumpsuit, um, OTT full orchestra kind of, um, you know, sweat flying and, and, you know, massive drama and, and theatrics. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of try and represent fairly each aspect of that. So we're going to kick off with a couple of songs from his early career um, recorded on the Sun label. We've already played um, a few of his early songs on previous shows, so we're going to pick a, a couple that we've we've missed out. This is a double slot. We're going to do Heartbreak Hotel from January the 27th, 1956, and then Jailhouse Rock from September 57. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that Heartbreak Hotel. It's a lonely baby Well I'm so lonely I'll be just so lonely I could die Although it's always crowded You still can find some room For broken hearted lovers To cry there in the gloom I'll be so I'll be just so lonely baby I'll be just so lonely I'll be so lonely They could die Keep flowing, the desk clerk's dressed in black. Well, they've been so long on the street, they'll never, they'll never look back and think it's so, think it's so lonely, baby. Well, they're so lonely, well, they're so lonely, and they could die. Well, if your baby leaves you, you got a tale to tell. Well, just take a walk down on the street to Heartbreak Hotel, where you will be. Just a lonely baby, well you'll be lonely. You'll be so lonely, you could die. Die. 
made 31 movies altogether uh, and appeared in another four, maybe five. Um, but of his own films, there was 31. Uh, initially, he never intended to sing in any of them. He had uh, aspirations of being an actor, but of course, he ended up singing in all of them. Uh, I think one or two of the films he didn't sing in character. He just sang the, the theme tune and or some of the incidental music. But uh, yep. It was pretty much Elvis singing and doing stuff. The song we're going to play now, Fun in Acapulco, was from 1963, I think. And, yeah, the movie wasn't filmed in Acapulco at all. It was filmed in Hollywood. Come on, you old 
the sky turning red And you're still in bed in Acapulco Acapulco Look here comes the sun Acapulco It's a day for fun I can wait till I meet Your sweet senoritas Kiss everyone This is no time for siesta This is time for fun There's one thing that uh, Elvis and myself have in common, and that's we both uh, hate his movies. They're awful. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of cool to look at them and there's some great clothes and great scenery, and but they are terrible, terrible films. And they're really cheaply made and there's, I don't know, it's, he, he really wasn't happy with them and uh, I suspect that it was more to do with his manager signing him up to stuff than him wanting to do it. And he ended up six or seven years pretty much being a, a singing movie star rather than being Elvis. In 1968, he put that to rights. Aired on NBC, it was initially meant to be a a Christmas show, but uh, Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, and uh, producer Bob Finkel kind of upgraded the idea, and they hired um, well-known director Steve Binder to upgrade Presley's sound and to produce a, a kind of a spectacular that was specifically aimed at a younger audience. They went to NBC's Bank Studios and the show consisted of a sit-down section where Elvis with an acoustic guitar and um, a couple of other musicians just basically sat on the stage on on chairs and played semi-acoustically, which was absolutely fantastic. I mean, they're stamping their feet for percussion. Wonderful stuff. I mean, it's where the MTV Unplugged kind of got its its name from, uh, as well as a couple of real big kind of stage show dancers you know the full the full mccoy if you've never seen this it's an hour and 16 minutes of just magnificence i'm gonna play a couple of tracks uh just get your ears around this this is lordy miss claudie
off the back of the success of this uh, huge TV spectacular, Elvis released a number of songs, uh, including the huge, huge hit in the ghetto, which had very poignant lyrics about poverty in the United States. And uh, it's one of Hetty's favourite songs. Um, although, <laughs> whenever we hear this, she always sings along in Cartman's voice. Those of you that uh, are South Park fans will know exactly what I mean. Let's hear the proper version. This is In the Ghetto from 1969. As the snow flies On a cold and grey Chicago morning A poor little baby child is born in the ghetto And his mama cries Cause if there's one thing she don't need Is another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto People don't you understand The child needs a helping hand He'll grow to be an angry young man someday Take a look at you and me are we too blind to see? Or do we simply turn our heads and look the other way? Well, the world turns. And a hungry little boy with a running nose plays in the street as a cold wind blows in the ghetto. And his hunger burns. So he starts to roam the streets at night And he learns how to steal and he learns how to fight in the ghetto Then one night in desperation the young man breaks away He buys a gun, steals a car, tries to run But he don't get far and his mama cries As a crowd gathers round an angry young man face down in the street with a gun in his hand in the ghetto And as her young man dies On a cold and grey Chicago morning another little baby child is born And his mama On the line, we should have Shay Orton. Hi, Shay. How you going? Oh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Um, well, I guess congratulations are in order. Um, just tell everyone about the uh, the recent win in Australia. Yes, yeah, so uh, I headed over to um, Gold Coast for the Ultimate Elvis contest and um, placed first in that, so very exciting. Fantastic. So, so tell us a bit about the, pr- the process. What, what was involved in the, com- uh, the, the contest? 
So what you've got to do is you have to, um, first of all, send through any footage of yourself um, to the organisers, um, which they go through and they pick out the top 20 um, of that selection. Um, and then you head to Gold Coast and you perform um, in your rounds. So it's the top 20. It then drops down to the top 10 and then drops to the top six. And then from there, you get placed first, second, and third. So you're singing the same songs each time or different songs each time? Uh, no, you get to sing. Um, you first come out in your first round, you do uh, two songs. Um, you then go off and everyone else goes through their selection. And then the following day, we come back in a different costume and we do uh, three songs. So is everyone doing different eras of Elvis, or do some people just specialise in in a kind of comeback special, or, or you know, leather jacket, or and how does yeah, that work? There's a big there's a big mix. So there's um, people doing fifties, uh, the movie years, um, the comeback seventies. Uh, so it's, it's a wide range of, of Elvis's music. Gotcha. And what about the songs? Because surely everyone wants to sing That's All Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's another hard thing. And so uh, when you register for this competition, you um, send through uh, your first set of songs that you want to sing, which then gets selected by the panel that organised the competition, just so there's no double up in songs. Right. Um, so you do that round, and then after you make it to the second Second stage, you're, you pull out a number out of a bag and you go in order of the numbers, so one to ten, you pick your second song. Um, you can do the same song as someone else, but if you're right beside each other, yeah, yeah. they won't let you. So if, if, if one picks out the wonder of you and, and then number ten wants the wonder of you, that's okay, but they just don't want it next to each other. Gotcha. But, but okay. um, this year we, we sort of, there was no double ups, so it was really good. But sometimes you do get, uh, they say to you, look, you're going to have to pick another song. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, that's the hardest thing because there's certain songs you do better than others. Of course. And you, always want to, you always want to do your best song. So. How, 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 does, how does one, um, I, I won't say Elvis impersonator because I, I understand the correct, the correct terminology is Elvis tribute artist. Is that right? ETA? Yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Elvis tribute so how, did, how on earth did you get into this? Cause I, you know, I, I know that you're a, a fairly well established, um, originals country musician. You know, you've got a great reputation in New Zealand and you've been touring for years and, you know, how, how did you get into the, uh, oh, cause you do the full glittery jumpsuit, the full thing, don't you? Yeah, I do. It was actually um, a big jo a joke how I got into it. It was I was 15 years old and I used to do um, rock and roll dancing for a local club here in Hamilton, and they have um, what they call rock and roll hops, where everyone gets together. They have a live band and entertainment, and they were going to hire an Elvis um, impersonator because that's what they were called back then, mm -hmm. and. Um, I heard them talking about it, and I just said to them, look, let me do it for free. Uh, just hire an Elvis suit for me, and, and I'll come along and, and do it. So at 15, I grew my sideburns. And, um, Hang on. You grew your sideburns at 15? <laughs> I sure did. I'm, I'm like I'm like <laughs> 10 times that age, and I still can't grow sideburns. Yeah, well. They build them hairy in Hamilton, don't they? Yeah, they must be. <laughs> so, yes, I performed... 
perform there and I had a guy come up after that and asking if I could do their wedding anniversary the, the following year and and uh, I mean the following week. Okay. So it just started building up from doing things like that and different rock and roll things and then I met a guy um, by the name of Paul Madsen and, and we did a um, tribute called The Three Kings which was Elvis, Neil Diamond and Roy Orbison. So we, we were on the road for three to four years just going up and down doing the doing that show so wow that's how i sort of got into music and then from there that's when i started doing um when i left that started writing my own stuff and and been in a bg's tribute show and and um the bg's tribute show yes i was i was in the bg's tribute show with with paul madsen and well i mean elvis was a was a baritone really so how how do you how do you do the falsetto stuff for the for the bg yeah it was yeah i mean i can't do them on the same night because i i blow my voice out but um yeah we we, i was lucky enough to do two shows um two years in a row in las vegas at the m resort uh with the bgs wow so um so that was a lot of fun yeah so so look um uh, I, I, I've seen so many Elvis shows. Now, obviously, we're, we're, you know, we do the same kind of circuit, and uh, there's, there's, there's probably you could go to any country anywhere in the world, like Mongolia or somewhere, and go to a tiny mountain village, and they would have an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, that's that, right. That, that there is just it, it's a weird phenomenon that it's just. Uh, how how do you think the the, the scene? has stayed so i mean it's massive there's competitions all around the world the whole time it never seems to have kind of died down if anything it seems to be getting more popular why do you think that is yeah it's a, it's just huge and um i think just everyone loves the elvis music and and they just want to be the king and i and i think that they just love performing his his music i mean i went to blackpool back in 2010 to compete in a big Elvis competition there. And there was a guy from Japan, and he could not speak a word of English. But he knew, all, was, the, he knew all the words yeah, off by heart, did he? He did. He, he got up on stage, and he sang my way, and he he just did perfect English <laughs> while he was up there singing and sounded like Elvis. But as soon as he came off stage, you couldn't talk to him, and he couldn't talk to you because he could not understand a word wow. you were saying. So... Uh, get, getting back to what you were saying uh, earlier, what what's um, uh, uh, the, the different? I don't want to say different types of Elvises. That sounds like some kind of scientist in a labor- <laughs> laboratory, you know. But but what I mean, uh, there's people that that do just the lookalike. There's people that do the sound alike. There's people that kind of do the whole show. There's people that just do one era. I mean, uh, uh, how does it break down? How does that work? And how do you all manage to compete together? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, myself, I. I like the 70s era, well, from 69 upwards. Um, you know, 50s era is really hard because it's a totally different voice yeah. that you have to put on, um, whereas the 70s, um, yeah, it's a totally different voice again. And, and I just love the energy of of the 70s stuff, especially with the big bands behind, yeah. behind you. So I think, um, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with, with, with doing for the Elvis thing is um yeah is the way to go. I mean, I, I, there's no way I could go up and do a, a 50s Elvis. I just uh, I, I wouldn't sound right doing that. Uh, it's, um, so, yeah. so all of these different kind of uh, 
different spins on on the Elvis. Um, they do all compete in the same con- competitions. You don't just have fifties Elvis competitions, and it's it's always like an open bag, is it? Yeah, it's not normally an open bag, and, and especially this one in Memphis that I'm going to. Um, you, you choose your song and, and the era and, and the version, of, you know, what, what, what year he did that in. Yeah. And then I, I noticed in the final you have to actually put down um, the era of the of the song that you're doing. So um, they must look at it somehow to make sure that you've got the, the right suit on, the right song. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, so they're looking the, for the authenticity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You've got to make sure you've got the right necklace on with the right suit because that, that doesn't work. No, oh, wow. Got, okay. Yeah. So it's really that detailed. Yeah. Yeah. And the hair, of course. And the hair. You've got to have the good hair. Now, do you, do, do, do you mind me asking, do you wear a wig for the 70s thing? Because he had quite long sh- uh, quite long hair. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. I um, uh, used a company uh New Zealand, actually, Wigs by Hair Creations, and they've made me a lace front wig. So um, it's all taped down properly and, and looks like it's, it's grown out my hair. Yeah. Uh, out my head, sorry. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't grow my own hair like that because I don't want to walk around with a 70s hairdo every <laughs> single day. <laughs> As someone that has a ridiculous hairstyle, I, I, yeah. I, could, I could say it's actually quite fun. Go for it. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, the, the, I mean, you, you're wearing the, the, the full rhinestone jumpsuit and a wig. Uh, that must get really hot on stage. I've never thought about that before, but now, that, yeah, now you've said that, that must be, uh, I mean, if you're doing a, a full show, like a couple of hours or whatever, that must get really, really hot. Yeah, it is hot. The, the wigs are good. They're quite breathable, the lace fronts. But the okay. suits, yes, they are, they are quite thick. And um, so, yep, you sweat, sweat heaps and lose a lot of weight while you're doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whereabouts in Memphis is, is, the, uh, is the competition? So it's actually held at Graceland's. Oh, wow. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big buzz for me because I've, I've never, myself never been to Graceland's. So um, to be able to go there on Elvis Week um, and also get to go through as a VIP through Graceland's mansion itself. Um, so they're going to set up like a stage or something in the grounds. Or, I'm yeah, they have they have a the Graceland's sound stage. I think they call it, um, which is just across the road. Um, yeah, at Grayson, so they, it's all set up there, um, and they do all the shows um, all over in that place. And I'm actually staying at the Grayson's Guest House, which is the new the new hotel across the road wow. from Grayson. So, I mean, it, obviously it's a, a real industry then. Oh, it's huge, huge, yeah. There's thousands and thousands of people will be there for Elvis Week. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, how many... Sh- um, how many shows a year do you do as Elvis? I mean, I know your 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 country and western stuff um, you're pretty busy with, and I know you kind of uh, you do the the same circuit as us, where you have to throw in a few covers as well. You know, just so yep. people don't stare at you blankly and what, <laughs> what's this strange music we've not heard before? You know, but um, how many Elvis shows a year and competitions do you do? Um, well, I actually I used to do a lot of Elvis stuff, and I sort of um, slowed down and was was just doing my my original stuff in the, in the club circuit and it's probably only the last um two years i've really got back into the elvis thing so um last year viva surface was the first competition i i had put myself in since 2009 yeah um and then with the elvis shows i'll probably do five five to six elvis shows a year 
Um, but it, it looks like it's going to be getting more because I've been since this win I've been getting a lot of people getting in contact wanting yeah. to book book the Elvis show for sure. And, and when you do that, do you, do you bring your band along or do you just play to backing tracks? Yeah, most of the time is is with the band, and I prefer the band now, and I think that's going to be the go. Much better energy, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard doing a full Elvis show with backing tracks because the energy's not there. And when I've got the guys with me, we can play up together. We can make a song go longer if we need to. Yes, yes. Um, it's just more more stuff you can do. So, um, yeah, I prefer having the band for the shows. So over the year, uh, have you been doing this since you were 15? And I know you're only 21 now. <laughs> yeah, <pretty. laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Actually, you're, you're not far off um, the right age for Elvis for the era you're doing, actually, are you? You're about right. I'm, I'm 37 now, so... Yeah, so ish. Yeah. yeah. Ish, yeah. Near enough. <laughs> um, you must have seen, uh, especially during the competitions, you must have seen some very, very whether intentional or not, funny moments. I mean, we've seen some Elvis impersonators. In fact, back in the UK, there used to be a Chinese Elvis that used to play it. There was a, an enormous Chinese restaurant near us, and once a year they'd have the Chinese Elvis in. And you'd be, I'd be in tears. He was a yeah. lovely guy, but he didn't look like Elvis. He didn't sound like Elvis. He couldn't sing in time to the backing track. It was just... It was it was just chaotic and utterly utterly wonderful. Still one of the most yeah. entertaining things I've ever seen in my life. And he loved every second of what he was doing, and so did yeah. the people watching. So it was That's kind right. of the perfect right. storm of you know. But yeah. you must have seen some crazy things uh, over the years. Yeah, I've seen some real funny things, and um, you know, I, I just think well, well done. You know, you're up there doing what you want to do, and, and you're enjoying it. You know, you're you're being the typical it. polite Kiwi and you're not telling <laughs> yeah. me how terrible some of these people are. Come on, don't name names, but let's have some detail. <laughs> oh, I've seen a few few Elvises that, that don't keep in time with the music and, and um, yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go there with that. Oh, OK. Oh, you, 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 you Kiwis are so polite. It's lovely. <laughs> Look, um, while I've got you, Chase, um, just just um, tell us a little bit about the the new album, the rock and roll album. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for the, I mean, like like we said before, the last few years I've been doing my country stuff, um, and before that I was always doing rock and roll music, which I still do now. But um, I thought it was time to go back and and do one for the rock and roll fans. So, um, yeah, I, I put a new album out now called Rip It Up. And it's just got some classic um, rock and roll songs on there, like Little Richard's Rip It Up and, um, you know, Ruby Baby. Yeah, great song. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, I love doing that. And I thought it was time to do it for for the rock and roll fans. Is it all all covers or some of their own stuff in there as well? Uh, I've got one of my own songs on there called Rock and Roll's Here to Stay. Um, But the the rest are covers on that one. And are we going to see, we're going to see that song as a single, do you think? Um, yeah, I, I'd, yeah, might do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of my uh, songs I, I wrote years and years ago and, and have only ever played it live and never recorded it, so that's why I thought I'd put it on on this album. So uh, where can people find your music, Shay? So you can go to um, www.shayorton.com. And that's for your own stuff, the rock and roll and the country and western stuff? Yep, so you can go there and you can see... Um, uh, there's a shop on there that's got my uh, three albums on there. 
So I've got two rock and roll albums and a country album. Great stuff. And I'm actually working on a on a new country album now as well. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. And what about the Elvis stuff? Um, is it ElvisbyShayOrton.com, right? Yes, yep. And uh, if you look there, you'll find information of, of what I'm doing with the Elvis thing. And, um, yeah, f- right. follow it along and see what happens. Brilliant stuff. Look, thank you so much for talking to us, man. And best of luck in, uh, in Memphis. And, thank you. Uh, if, you uh, if you win it, we're going to get you back on because that's going to make you instantly a Kiwi legend. Oh, brilliant. That'll be great. <laughs> All right. Good luck, mate. Break a leg. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ooh, I feel retrogasmic. What a lovely guy. So the 1970s, Shay's favourite Elvis era. Um, this was the era of the the sparkly rhinestone jumpsuits, the, the long shaggy hair, the huge full band and just incredible stage shows with loads and loads of energy. Um, <laughs> there's so much we could play. Uh, I want to play this because this is absolutely remarkable this is suspicious minds uh, from 1970 live in las vegas suspicious minds we're caught in a trap i can't walk out because i love you too much baby Why can't you see what you're doing to me when you don't believe a word I'm saying? We can't go on together with suspicious minds, and we can't build our dreams on suspicious minds. If an old friend I know Shove it up your nose Just by to say hello Would I still see Suspicion in your eyes Here we go again Whoa, Asking where I've been You can't see the tears Of real life crying Suspicious mind And we can't build our dream On suspicious mind Oh, let our love survive Oh, no Oh, dry the tears from your eyes Let's don't let a good thing die Oh, no Cause, honey to see Whoa, what you're doing to me Whoa, when you don't believe a word I say
And that brings us to the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please get in contact. We'd love to have you on board. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a nice review. Uh, Share it on social media. Put your crop top and your flares on and your high-heeled shoes and wander around with a retrograsmic poster. It all helps us. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to leave you today with a track off of Shay's new album, This is an original written by his good self called Rock and Roll. It's here to stay. See you next time.
Oh 